files are coming from inside the computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you for tuning in to What a Movie, a nostalgia-infused podcast. We are your hosts. I'm James Ferrero. And I am Nicole Knutson. And it is January of 2023. I know that we recorded our retrospective for 2022 this month, but it is now the end of January or close to it, and that's weird. Because we are kicking <laughs> off the year officially. Finally. Hooray. We're doing it. We've been busy. It's been a busy month. <laughs> We've been busy. <laughs> uh, speaking of, how, how are we doing in this uh, the start of this new year? Oh, man. So much stuff, for sure. Um, yeah. Things are going good. Um, for anyone in the Los Angeles area, you've heard me plug this a lot before, but... Uh, my uh, Shakespeare Cabaret, Shakes on the Rocks, will be coming back. We are now at the Roguelike Tavern, which we're very excited about. We'll be back on February 9th. So by the time you hear this, you'll still have time to go get your ticket online or come up and get it at the door. But we would love to have you there, so come see it. Uh, that's the big thing. And uh, yeah, I've got uh, fun plans lined up for a uh, fun project at the end of the year that I can't talk about right now, <laughs> but is uh, should be very fun. What about you? Um, we're currently apartment hunting, oh, and yes, I will are. be very happy when the Wham CC has relocated to wherever we end up. Um, I the hate Wham CC. I always on the move. Hate, 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 hate apartment hunting. Um. I was going to say particularly in Los Angeles, but I've never had to hunt for an apartment anywhere else, so I don't actually know. Um, but uh, yeah, that's... You did do a good job hunting tonight, though. You did hunt us some dinner, which I was did, delicious. I did hunt down a, a wild Crunchwrap Supreme mm, for dinner at, so, the, uh, so tasty. at the local Taco Bell. Um, Our resident hunter-gatherer, Nicole. But uh, yeah, just trying to pick up momentum with various projects um, after the... Uh, the holiday break uh from a few weeks ago i just i just want a vacation is that's really just what i want like a proper vacation a proper vacation um with no agenda you don't have to do anything be anywhere at any particular time unless you want to but you don't have to um but uh all of this to say for the folks who didn't read the episode title, what movie are we watching tonight? Well, first of all, start reading the episode titles, people. We've been doing this for a while. Unless you're part of Lawnmower Nation or Vacuum Nation. Or Dishwashing Nation. Or Dishwashing Nation, we understand. But if you're not, read the episode titles because maybe it'll be something that you don't want to hear an episode about or you're going to watch it. Who knows? But all that to say, we are going back to the year 1982. As we delve into the CGI-laden, um, I don't even know if you can call it CGI, I guess you can call it CGI, I don't know. I mean, it is computer generated, so yeah. It's Tron, everyone! Hey. We're gonna, we're going back to Tron! We're gonna hop on our light cycles. OG Tron, baby. None of this, like, newfangled light cycle, blue, sexy Tron. Nah, 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 nah. We're going for the sexiest Tron. Um. 80s Tron. <laughs> The Tron that started it all. Uh, what, if any, are the nostalgic connections that we have to this movie? Well, we've kind of talked about it before, um, just but ourselves. Not for, but not but, for our listeners. But no, but we're going to impart this all to you now. 
Uh, my nostalgic connection was I heard about this movie for years and it was not one that I grew up with. Um, strangely enough, uh, I don't know. I realized that I didn't grow up with a whole lot of the Disney live action movies, really. Um, obviously the Disney animated ones for sure. And like, there were a few, you know, but like, you know, they were like the, the undisputed classics, you know, you're like Mary Poppins and things like that. But like, even... Even be, but even beyond that, even go back to like other classics, like I didn't grow up with like bed knobs and broomsticks or, you know, no, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang isn't Disney, I don't think, but it's like, you know, you're, or is it? Is it? I, I sure. thought that it was. Not that I've ever seen the movie. I have seen the Broadway musical, though, which is very random. I did see the movie years later, but like did not grow up with it. And I did not grow up with the, uh, the strange sort of like, 80s wave of uh when they were trying to get hip and dark and i feel like tron was the first one of that is it raining either that or someone's taking a leak off the side of the balcony add possibly rain to your background noise bingo cards anyway what is that In any case, that's all very strange. Sorry, folks. There is a very distracting dripping going on outside uh, that we hope doesn't come through too much in the final product. Uh, but as I was saying, um, you had these like realm of like 80s darker movies that, yeah, Tron kind of kicked that off. And then you had, um, I don't know, like things like, um, what was it like something wicked this way comes and like the black hole, which I guess was before this. I don't know. Uh, but I'll bet I didn't grow up with any of those either. Those would actually be fascinating to look at, even though we have no nostalgia <laughs> connection. I hear they're just really weird. Well, we just need to uh, find some guests who grew up with those movies. Precisely. Um, and have them on. <laughs> uh, but anywho, back to Tron, though. I did finally watch it about 10 years ago. I was just, I, I think it's, it, I think it's back when I was interning and I was just up at night. I just needed, you know, something to just put on and not think about, you know, life of the world or anything. And I found this um, while, you know, all I'll say is I was maybe searching through the pirate bays of the world and uh, might have come across this. We did what we had to do back then, folks. Uh, we didn't have streaming. So uh, it wasn't so easy just to get something. But I did finally watch it and I just remember going like, wow, that was an experience. And I have not watched it since. So yeah, I just it feels like a fever dream in a weird way. What about you? My connection with this is uh, somewhat similar to yours in that I've only ever seen this movie once. Uh, I also found it online. I believe I watched it in pieces on YouTube. You saw it um, online. <laughs> but uh, the first time I ever heard of the intellectual property that is Tron was in the Kingdom Hearts video game. <laughs> I that's a great point. I was about, I, I I forgot about that too. Yeah, that was the only that other was time I experienced Kingdom, this. Was it was in Kingdom Hearts two? Kingdom Hearts right? two, yes. Because it's not in the first one. Um, Which probably gives me the most knowledge I have about this franchise is just because I've played Kingdom Hearts two a few times and I I know the Tron level space paranoids quite well. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was my first introduction to like what is this and you know being like. I think I looked up the movie Tron because of that. I was watching uh, my brother, Kevin, hi, Kevin, um, play through it and was like, what is Tron? Um, and then when I was in college, I think, um, 
I want to say I found the original Tron because I was interested in seeing the sequel, um, which I did end up going to see in theaters. Uh, and I wanted to like know what it was about. Like, what's the deal? And yeah, just I was, I think, on a break. It was probably winter break uh, whenever that, you know, whenever the sequel came out, I watched Tron online and then went to go see, uh, is it Tron Legacy is the sequel? Yes. Uh, in theaters. And yeah, I I remember at the time thinking like, oh, wow, these were cutting edge special effects, like super, super judging them. But like now that I know more about what goes into it and like truly how cutting edge it was at the time, I'm like, this is a feat. Now this that you're is... not a cynical 20-year-old anymore. <laughs> well, now that I uh, have a better understanding of the truly gargantuan amounts of work that went into making Tron, I'm like, damn. And... I'm sorry. Oh, no. I mean, it it is truly a precursor to most of what we now take for granted in special effects. And it was like, it had to start somewhere. And this is at least one of the places where it really started. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to go back and and watch it in its entirety because I've seen clips uh, from it before, specifically the light cycle sequence. Um, but uh, yeah, haven't have I have not revisited this movie as a whole um, in at least a decade. So we're both in the same light cycle essentially. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, we might have to watch Tron Legacy after we see this. Not for the podcast, because we've learned our lesson. But I've never seen Tron Legacy. Mm-hmm. I remember like being perfectly entertained by it. I just remember when it came out, and I think I went to California Adventure around that time, and it was all like Troned out. Like, it was just the whole Hollywood section was just Tron, 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 Tron. And there was like a Tron bar and like a Tron dance floor. And they <laughs> had like Tron dance parties by like with like Flynn's back there and I was like what the fuck is this <laughs> was it were you saying that the light cycle ride exists in one of the Disney parks to my knowledge I believe it exists in Japan or China maybe China actually that would I make sense want to go on that it, so bad it looks incredible and I think it actually is about to open in Florida I believe I think they're finally bringing it out here and then the room and apparently they've been trying to get it out here for a while um, and it's only now opening in Florida and the rumor, the big rumor now is that eventually it will make its way to Disneyland. Get rid of Autopia. It's a terrible ride. Well, as we've, uh, this, we're, we're not going to go too far down this road because it's not a theme park podcast, <laughs> but uh, it's true for anyone who knows um, Tomorrowland is the constantly problematic land of Disneyland as it's just constantly getting outdated and now is just kind of a shit show of a mess um it's a lovely shit show of a mess but a shit show of a mess nonetheless um yes things like autopia uh and sadly the interventions building which has many interventions for a long time probably have to go yeah. but in its place can go the tron light cycle ride i am here for it which would uh, be super cool and it'd be right next to space mountain that would be insane to, to steer us back on track here on our light cycles, um, on a scale of one to ten, how well do we think we remember the plot? On a scale of one to Tron. <laughs> uh, I remember the plot. 
Well, I remember it not really being a very complicated plot. Uh, I would say probably like a five, four and a half. Yeah, I think I'm right around there as well. Um, do we want to tag team yeah. what we think happens Let's tag team. or what we remember happens? Um, Start us off. Uh, it's Jeff Bridges, right? Who's the Jeff lead? Bridges. Uh, Jeff Bridges, uh, his character gets sucked into a arcade game called Tron. Mm. He's in an arcade and he gets a, a basically transported into a computer system and uh, he has to get out of the computer system. He, it's him trying to escape and the light cycle race is like part of how he's going to get out. Yeah, and it's like, it's sort of like a gladiator type atmosphere. Uh, I just know there's like, it's him and some lady. I, I don't know who the lady is, but <laughs> and she's the lady. A, but, but, but but it's the lady, the <laughs> Tron ladies in there, uh, and there's Tron as well, mm -hmm. um, who is their friend who is trying to help them escape the the evil CPU. That's right, the villain is the CPU. Oh yeah, which made me laugh. And who is like has like a a humanoid embodiment? Like there is an actual mm -hmm. actor playing this person, or am I thinking of Tron? No, 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 I think you're right, because there's, like, the CPU, like, the CG non-human version, and then there's, like, an antagonist, I think it's David Warner, I want to say, who's, like, the sort of, I don't think he's the CPU, but he basically is, like, the major domo to the CPU, um, as it were, uh, and, but, you know, it's, so it's, uh, I, I, I guess his name is Flynn, because it's Flynn's is where they're at, uh, I think Jeff Bridges' name is Flynn, uh, along with uh, Lady, uh, I'm just going to call her Lady Tron, even though she's not Tron. <laughs> uh, Flynn and Lady Tron and Tron Tron, who is, uh, <laughs> it was, it was that uh, Bruce uh, Bruce Boxcutter, Boxleitner guy. Bruce Boxleitner. Uh, yeah, and the three of them have to defeat the evil CPU um, to escape back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity, something. Uh, yeah. Cool. And there's light cycles. Um, oh, that's what I was going to say. There was a... Uh, and everything's under like a UV light. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like a UV light and like what looks like now what you would get is like a filter on your phone probably to look like retro 80s, which is insane to think about that like now we can just be like, ooh, I took a picture like I'm in Tron. And like back then they were like working insane hours just for one frame of something that was like, wow, we like, we, we drew this and sketched this and like just programmed it mm -hmm. to look just like this and now we have to do it so many more times probably the movie's only like an hour and a half long yeah uh, or also just like now there are filters to make your pictures look like shitty 80s quality film and you can imagine these guys are like oh shitty 80s quality well thanks a lot because <laughs> we were watching um we talked about corridor group before um if you don't know corridor crew go on youtube look them up amazing they're uh, special effects visual effects artists and they go in they talk about some of their favorite visual effects in movies and ones that aren't so good but they have a whole thing on tron where they go in talking about how it was this revolutionary film for visual effects and they essentially did an experiment to see like can we recreate like the look of tron now just to see like specifically how the uh, the light cycle race and it was insane how like they were able to do it so much quicker and they were like this is 
And I think they were talking to someone who worked in the original movie, and they're like, we can't imagine the hours upon hours just to get these many shots. And we did so many of those in like no time at all. Yeah. And it's, it's it, it, if you can look it up, yeah, just look up Porter Crew Tron and it really is astounding. Like they'll get into the technical nitty gritty of it if you're interested in that. Uh, it's fascinating. Uh, alrighty. I think it is time for nostalgia infused grades. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, you can go first. Um, I will probably give this a B minus um, because I have never sought this out again uh, in the intervening decade uh, between when I saw it and now. Um, but I was interested enough in the world to go see the sequel in theaters. So B minus is my arbitrary grade. I will give it a T for Tron. Um, yeah, I'd say like, a, I'll, I'll give it a B. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a solid B. I remember, I remember being entertained by it and it was, you know, a, a good time. But yeah, kind of like you said, I haven't gone back out and resought it. Um, I have a, I have a healthy respect for it as a movie and like what it did. But no, it's never been something that went like, I'm going to watch Tron right now. And I'm hoping that I watch it tonight and go, I've been so wrong all these years now I just want to pop on Tron sometimes be like, hey, everyone, let's put on Tron. I was going to say pop in Tron, but that's kind of an outdated reference now because you don't pop anything in anymore unless you happen to have a DVD. Which we do not. Which we do not have Tron. We are watching this on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> yes, so we can't exactly pop it in, but we can pop it on. But, you know, just like all technology, like Tomorrowland, gets outdated, as in like reels, or anytime you say that or rewind it, it's like, yeah, that's not a thing anymore. But we still say it. Or on tape. Yep. I'm going to tape this. Yeah. Tracking. Tracking. We talked about this before. Who are my trackers out there? Who remembers tracking their VCR? I know there's some of you out there. I I don't think I know what that means, actually. When it was, uh, I don't know the exact science behind it, but I just remember like when you would put in a VHS and if it like the screen was like jumpy or kind of out of focus oh. uh there were like little knobs on the vcr which were that had tracking on them and mm. you would just kind of i'm sure there's probably a more precise science to this um anyone out there who's listening don't be mad i was a child doing this so it was just <laughs> turn on the knobs a little bit before it starts working and it was like and no one else in my family was like a science person it wasn't like they were like well this is what you have to do we were all just like all right just play around with the knobs so tracking a good time <laughs> and definitely something that will go over the heads of most people especially our our gen z listeners do um, we have any gen z listeners i hope so maybe listen to your elders um sorry what was your grade oh b <laughs> b uh cool i think it is getting to be that time where we getting take our break be that time um uh <laughs> If this is your first time tuning in to the show, hello and welcome. So happy to have you here. Uh, we are about to take a break to go rewatch Tron. And uh, we will come back momentarily for you uh, in about an hour and a half for us uh, to dig into what this movie is actually about and stuff that we missed. Probably a lot that we missed. Um, but who knows? Maybe it is as straightforward as we remember. Um, but before we take our break, we usually like to partake in a snack and or beverage during uh during our rewatches james do you know what you what sort of tasty treat you might 
be having? Hmm, an excellent question. Uh, well, let's see here. I might have a beer. I might have a gin and tonic. Um, or a gin and tronic, rather. Uh, ooh. Well, now I have to have a gin and tronic. So, yeah, I think I just answered my own question. Um, what about you? Um, there's a little bottle of rosé that's in the fridge that I might ooh. have more of. Rosé. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. The rosé is still in there. Yeah. Oh, that's really well, tasty. How much, how much is left? Of that? Well, it's the little bottle. Oh, okay. We, oh, we right. finished we, the big bottle. We polished off the nice bottle. We got a lot of wine for Christmas. <laughs> Thank you, everyone who gifted us wine. We appreciate it. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> and by everyone, I mean Janine. Thank you, Janine. <laughs> uh, cool. I think it's time to go on a light cycle race. As straightforward as a light cycle. Here we go. Woo! <laughs> we'll be back soon. You have arrived at Flynn's. Am I the only one who feels weird that we're recording this on a computer right now? <laughs> uh, after that, I don't know. How we're feeding the computer our voices. We're feeding the CPU? Uh, maybe it'll steal them, like Ursula with Ariel's voice. <laughs> so is that what the CPU was doing? It was just well, like, it keeps stealing poor shit. unfortunate users. It keeps uh, stealing other programs. And like I imagine on the early days of the World Wide Web being like, oh, yes, we would like this. So they're, it's planning to hack into the Pentagon. Like, come on. So it's Steve Jobs. Sorry, <laughs> Steve Jobs. RIP. That was mean. But I'm also probably not wrong. <laughs> um, welcome back, everyone. We have just finished our rewatch of Tron. Uh, and wow. <laughs> a movie where corporate greed and is exploiting computer technology? That's not relevant today. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is surprisingly relevant. We're, I, I don't think it intended to be this relevant. And in fact, if you went back in time and told them this would be relevant, they'd be like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. This was supposed to be a fantasy. It's yeah. Like, no, it's not. Um, it is a kind of prescient commentary on, yeah, you need oversight for things like this. Yeah, you do. Big business. You need to be watched so, by uh, governing bodies. Damn liberals making that Tron movie telling us what we can and can't do. <laughs> uh, before we dive into this, and there... It's strange because there were a lot of details that I know I certainly didn't remember and I don't think got covered in our, you know, in the biggest air quotes possible plot recap. Um, But it is also exactly the movie that we talked about. (laughs) It is. And I will say, I'm not saying this is the deepest commentary on anything. The movie in and of itself is fairly straightforward in its plot and how, you know, they... They go about the action and all of that. We've seen it all before. This isn't anything new. But but like we said, it's uh, suspiciously has more commentary than I think it intended to have. Um, and that's just judged by looking at it all these years later. Uh, to be precise now, what, 41 years later? Yes. Jeez. That's insane. I know. But before we dive into it, is there anything big... Uh, anything big or overarching that we wanted to mention at the top? Um, well, we're probably going to go into more specifics about this, but uh, I, for one, loved that for a movie that 
on its surface and with some of this dialogue and with some of these visuals can be really quite silly that everyone involved was completely committed to it like they were doing Shakespeare. Like I was like, this this is making this work so much better for me. It's like, y'all probably know this. Is like, you're saying these words, they're saying cut. And you're going like, the fuck are we even saying? This sounds stupid. But you wouldn't know it because everyone is out there like, I will commit to defending the CPU from you users and I will sell it like I am selling a Shakespearean monologue. Like, it's just, ah, it's so good. Agreed. And I think that having Jeff Bridges as your sort of anchor in all of this and mm -hmm. also the the perspective through which we experience the world and learn about the world the it's a really nice balance and and he portrays it so well of he is amused by everything that's happening but he is also playing his personal stakes very seriously of like I got to get out of here, um, which is a very simple motive, but a, a, you know, a compelling one. But he is just sort of bemused by everything that's happening and kind of rolls with the punches and is so funny. He's a younger, more competent version of the dude. It's, yeah. It, it's amazing, which we which we love to see him do. I mean, Jeff Bridges is that plays that every man so well. And yeah, you're right. It's like for a movie this insane and ridiculous, you need that guy in the middle who is a little like, OK, what's going on? Has a, has a sense of humor, but also knows when it's like, okay, wait, shit's getting serious now. So it's like, it's never just ironic the whole time. And it's never too self-serious where it's like, you don't know the kind of movie you're in. It's that, it is that perfect balance. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that, I don't think any other actor would have been able to bring that the way that Jeff Bridges, especially a young Jeff Bridges brings with such this effortless charm that he has. You're like, wow, that's like. It's just that that charisma that you don't you don't see all the time from people. Yeah, I think that he he really sells this truly bonkers uh, premise of a film. Um, something else that you know, sort of like big picture thing that I wanted to mention. Like, I am so impressed by the design of this movie. Oh my god! I am so just, impressed by it. <laughs> I, I have a few notes in here. We'll get the specific moments I want to point out on some things because yeah, overall though, you're right. It's just. And yeah, I would say like overall, the the production value of it, the the designs of it are amazing. The sound design of this is stunning. I love listening to that. Um, and I noticed about halfway through, I was like, wow, like this is all, you know, it's so over the top, but it builds this world so well. And it's so specific. Um, and yeah, that even went down to like the music as kind of like, you know, tongue in cheek as it is. I was having a blast with it. <laughs> It was so much fun. Cool. So as far as what we remembered about the plot, it is, uh, you know, Flynn, uh, played by Jeff Bridges, gets sucked into this computer program, uh, this computer network, and uh, has to find a way out. And Tron is sort of the, like, hero program. He is the uh, third-party entity who is supposed to uh, keep <laughs> these corporate programs in check. Um, and it's all about defeating the evil... Uh, um master computer program or, yeah uh that's what the mcp the mcp yeah um what i completely forgot about is that this all gets kicked off because of corporate espionage and the theft of an, uh, intellectual property don't you love it once again not relevant at all today <laughs> yeah and it's like oh that's the reason why flynn is like poking around in 
in the, you know, the network of NCOM, where he used to work, uh, because the head honcho, or at least the the most head honcho that we see in this film, stole his ideas and passed them off of his own, uh, as his own, and um, here we are. So they're gonna do some some sneaky stuff back to be like, hey, you stole from me. But on that note, then I guess we should just dive right into I the, think so. the beat by beat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what you were talking about with the production design of this and the visuals, we start off with a pretty, you know, out there fun 80s computer graphic that transitions into a city quite seamlessly. And then we set off on our action and I was like, all right, here we go. We're right into it. Uh, we'll talk. I'll talk more about those those graphics later but that's how we start off um but yeah we uh so how does this so, so we go into how, how does it start again um let's see uh, da, 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 da. do we start in we start in the world of the computer right we start in the network or do we start with the conversation between the mcp and dillinger because there's an early conversation about um oh no we start with the light cycle race yes we start with the light cycle race uh introducing the gladiatorial uh nature of this world very early and this is just you know kids in an arcade playing a game but in in the game world it is very it is much more serious mm -hmm. life and death yeah but and we... then it transitions to the programs within this network um where we learn that they're stealing kind of ancillary programs from other systems to compete in these gladiator games. They're basically just like, hey, you're going to conform to what we want to do. And if you don't, we're going to put you to work in the computer gladiator tournaments and you'll die, basically. Oh, yeah, because it, it ends very badly for, like, the new people. And then the MCP is like, hey, we've stole some military programs uh, for you to go up against Sark who's the MCP's, like, second-in-command. Mm -hmm. Played, and this this is where we meet our first of our, our main characters in this. We have Sark, who is also Dillinger in the real world, who's our evil executive, and who I believe also voices the MCP as well. Uh, but we have David Warner coming in, who, that it may not be a familiar name to everyone right off the top, but if you were an 80s baby... You definitely know this guy. This guy was like a bad guy all over the place. He's just dripping with British charisma and ooze of just like I am. I am the bad guy. Um, yeah, if you ever saw like Time Bandits, he's the bad guy in that. Um, he pops up in Twin Peaks. He was on Freakazoid back in the day. Uh, once you got into that era, and one that I always remember him from was he. This craziest fucking thing for a movie I ever saw. He plays Jack the Ripper, who is friends, or like, well, the, char the character isn't giving away that he's Jack the Ripper, but that person is friends with H.G. Wells in this movie, and he kidnaps his time machine and goes to the future, and H.G. Wells has to follow him to bring him back before he starts killing people in modern-day San Francisco, modern-day being the 1970s. Uh, what movie is this? It's called Time After Time. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. Time After Time. <laughs> and that, you know what? The song might be in there. I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, yeah, Malcolm McDowell is H.G. Wells and Mary Steenburgen is like the young sort of like 
lady in the middle of it. And yeah, David Warner's a very convincing and very scary Jack the Ripper, who actually, in the midst of all the silliness, has this great monologue about like when he's like, "You don't belong in this era. You have to. I have to take you back." And he's like showing him the TV and like the news, and it's just like, "You really don't think I belong here?" And I was like, "Whoa, this guy." way too real uh but amazing actor and i believe i think he just passed away like last year too like he was he was around for a minute so but amazing actor sorry i just had to go off on that but we get but we are introduced to sark yes who is running the mcp's dictatorship in the computer basically then we are introduced to flynn is that Mm -hmm. what happens because he's running his uh clue program um, to try to break into the MCP's memory banks. This is the beginning of the, uh, back when movies thought they knew what computer hackers were. It's mm-hmm. amazing. <laughs> uh, and it doesn't go super well. That, that doesn't work. Uh, Clue gets kidnapped and immediately, um, well, we'll say it's, they call it de-resing, which is essentially just cold-blooded murder. Yeah. Be prepared. There's a lot of cold-blooded computer murder in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I... This actually is a good seg- uh, segue for something that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Like, they they try to get away with this by... There's a line at some point, like, midway through the movie about, like, you know, uh, the oldest programmer at NCOM is talking to Dillinger, and it's like, you can't... You know, if you even if you fire us, like our our souls, our spirits are still in the programs that we wrote, and it's it's trying to explain why they have like program analogs, uh, in this computer world, and I I kind of wish that the programs were less human because everybody's behaving like a person would, and I I almost wish that to further alienate Flynn once he goes into that digital space that he is behaving like to them erratically. Like I wanted them to like, sure have like a a human body, like a human avatar, but like to behave less emotionally than they do. And I think that in a deeper thinking smarter movie, that would probably be the case. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe because Flynn is apparently a god in this universe, like his presence makes them more human, but they start off really human. That's really interesting because I feel this movie, one, coming out at a time when computers were still relatively new for people. Maybe this was their way of saying like, well, people won't understand what that is. We have to make them very human-like in quality. And, you know, also kind of taking the easy route of it being like, you know, bad guy is bad computer guy and good guy is good computer guy and computer lady is uh, is lady. So it's like they're, they're, they're not really going into anything deeper than that, mm-hmm. um, which I know it's the kind of movie it is. But I think there is a much more cleverly thought out version that you're thinking of that that would be really fun to see. Um, anyway, that was just a, a thought that I had throughout of like, I I wish that there was more of a of a distinction between the programs and Flynn because Flynn is supposed to be an outsider. And apart from the fact that he again has godlike mm-hmm. abilities in this world because he is what they call a user um, instead of a program, um, that's really the only thing. And he just kind of swoops in to save the day or at least help to save the day. And it, 
it just would have gone a little further with the the world building or at least the story world building because as we've already discussed like the visual world is really really great but you're right and i think that that was a big critique of the movie when it came out was people were very impressed by the visuals but felt that the overall story and characters were a little simple and not too deep which is true it's not really uh you're, you're not watching tron to have a good deep except yeah. when it unexpectedly does by mistake yeah it uh it's definitely uh it is definitely light on plot <laughs> uh yes it's light cycle on plot it this movie is like an hour 40 tops and it felt long to me it drags a little bit towards the middle they, they're trying to get to an ending they're trying to do a bunch of action sequences and i'm like this is a very expensive waste of time <laughs> but i did want to say um whenever during that this during this entire movie whenever anything went wrong or someone like you know made a mistake or someone died i after a while all i could hear was like the uh, windows 95 chord error sound in my head <laughs> so just in various moments just like in my head it was just like bang bang and it was making me laugh on the inside um but oh yeah so we have um but clue is uh flynn's hacking alter ego program thing that, uh, you know, is basically, yeah, it's like circulating in there, uh, has to jump onto the superhighway, which is basically like getting onto the 110 down here in Los Angeles. So it was like, wow. In downtown. Yeah, he just merges right onto that thing. Um, then the TIE Fighters attack, a.k.a. the whatever those things are. There are so many oh, just blatant man. Star Wars references. I had, to, I had to start writing them down. It was too insane. This is the first of many. Uh Oh yeah, and then and then Clue yaws under the wall, just yeah, just bam, <laughs> gets thrown out, derez, like we said. Uh, yes, and then we're introduced to Dillinger's appearance comes in in the reddest helicopter ever. Ah uh, yes, so red, so rad. Everything is so neon in this. It's so uh, cool, more neon. Uh, but we're introduced to our to our villain. Yes, um, our human villain. Our human villain who stole some ideas and passed them off to his, uh, as his own. Republicans call them an entrepreneur. <laughs> oh. Uh, anyway. Um, so Elon Musk comes in. And, uh, <laughs> and we, uh, the MCP tells Dillinger, hey, I think it was Flynn trying to hack into our memory again. Uh, we need to shut down um, access to everybody who had like it was a sector seven area seven something a certain level of clearance uh, we need to block mm -hmm. everybody which leads us to alan who alan. <laughs> um who is the programmer who wrote the tron program which is an oversight program. It is an in, the independent third party uh, auditor of the goings on of the various um, network programs. And the MCP cannot have that. Played by Bruce Boxleitner. Um, He's not Scottish, but I just had to say it. <laughs> and because he no longer has access to his program, he and his girlfriend, who we who also works at Encom, who we learn very 
very late in the movie. Her name is Laura. Um, oh, yeah, they don't even say her name, really. They only enough. say it when Flynn sees her, like, digital avatar and is like, Laura? I'm like, oh, that's her name. I thought it was just Lady. <laughs> lady? Lady Tron. Lady Tron, is that you? And the blonde lady. Um <laughs> <laughs> but the they lady. Uh, and Laura works in the laser bay, uh, which <laughs> can digitize organic matter. It It's like a, a transporter in Star Trek, but it can transport you into a computer system. Uh, this will, uh, spoiler alert, become very relevant in very short order. It's essentially um, a more intense version of the shrink ray from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, but... Alan and Laura are dating and Alan is complaining to Laura about, hey, I can't work on the Tron program. And then they very, very quickly put together, hey, I wonder if it was Flynn, the person who got fired uh, from NCOM, who also had the same clearance as you. Um, and who we all know is this kind of like programming genius. Yeah. I'm sure it must be. Um, and... They meet up with Flynn, who runs an arcade, uh, and he very quickly reveals his illegal hacking scheme um, to them about, yeah, I'm trying to get evidence to prove that I came up with the program for um, a bunch of new arcade games that have been really uh, really popular and that Dillinger stole. And, uh, yeah, do you want to help me commit corporate espionage? And they are very on board very fast. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's only an hour and a half long movie. We got to get to the computer stuff. I do appreciate the, um, the speed at which exposition is delivered in this film. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a movie that definitely knows that it's not any kind of deep thinking thing. So it's like, hey, we don't need to spend too much time on this. We get it. Good guy, bad guy. Done. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And they just jump right in. Um, I also really like that they establish essentially from the beginning that the big bad is the MCP and not Dillinger. It's like literally everyone says that Dillinger's kind of a dumbass. Yeah. And he just happened. And he kind of is. He just happened to be better at sneaking around. Um, because he's British. <laughs> Sneaky. <laughs> but yeah, the MCP says it multiple times of like, I'm way smarter than this person. And it's, I, I don't know. I, I appreciate that there wasn't like a big reveal that like it was the computer the whole time. Or like, that's the the big bad. It's like, no, you, you like, know. We know. We know. You know who the primary villain is. I did appreciate that Alan also had the uh, Gord Klaatu Barada Nikto sign in his, uh, his cubicle. It was a little. What is that? It's uh, day the the day the earth stood still. Oh, so I was like, wow, that is a that is a reach back, but good on y'all, good on <laughs> y'all. Uh, but yes, sorry, this is the sidebar, but frequently, uh, whenever the MCP is ending a conversation, it always says end of line, and it brought to mind Miranda Priestley in The Devil Wears Prada, just saying that's all at the end of every conversation. So I just imagined the MCP is Miranda Priestley. Miranda Priestley, her initials are there. <gasps> is she really the MCP? Did she get reincarnated? Or no, 
Is that what, the it, MCP dies and reincarnates as Miranda Priestly. So what you're saying is, if Tron Legacy does not feature Meryl Streep as the MCP, then I want <laughs> nothing to do with it. Um, I hate to break it to you, but I don't think that Meryl Streep is in Tron Legacy. Let me do the first of many things I do in this Tron movie. No! But yeah, end of line. That's all. <laughs> also, it just sounds like someone who's like, you could also be like someone who's picked up a script and has never looked at a script before. And then it says, like, you know, that's the end of your line. And they just say, like, you know, like, end of line, cross to stage left. Uh, no, 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 no. You, you don't want to say that. Oh, sorry. End of line. You read all your parts at once. Use it all. all. We're a bunch of theater nerds here. In case you didn't know. Um, but speaking of theater nerds, they break in. Through the world's biggest door. Which Jeff Bridges has that lovely line for. Yeah. It's a big door. <laughs> Why is it necessary to have a door that thick at this particular establishment? Because they have a matter transporter inside. They don't want people going huge. in and using it. It's not like they can get the matter transporter out the door anyway. But they don't want people going in and using it, you know, like scanning their butts on a Xerox machine. God knows what they would do with a matter transporter. <laughs> um... But yeah, it just seemed unnecessary. Because it's not like they even have a problem getting through that door. You know what? It might have been they Dillinger. Just, they just De- swipe a key card. But and see, it- since Dillinger is kind of a dumbass, would it be surprising? He was like, I want the world's largest door. Meanwhile, uh, Sir, people- we don't need a door this big. You will put in the thickest door, damn it. Meanwhile, people smarter than him were like, it would actually be more effective to have a series of normal-sized doors... That all have different locks. And maybe have, you know, a security system that wasn't so easily hacked, which maybe you'd have if you still had your programmer, who you pissed off. <laughs> and now he wants revenge. Um. Uh, where... Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, they're sneaking in. Um, you get zapped. Yes, Jeff Bridges gets zapped into the computer and... Well, this was the thing, though. Like, I mean, talking about the visuals, like, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek now, but, like, how cool must that have been in 1982 if you're someone who, like, has not really any, if at all, any experience with computers? And you're seeing this, and all of a sudden you just see all of these, like, visuals popping up as if you're going into a computer. Yes, Mm -hmm. we all know. It's a little silly now, but, like, I just, for a moment I had to place myself there of someone, some kid who's never thought about this is now like being thrust into a computer. Like that must've been so cool. It's like, what? Uh, this is a sidebar, but when did your family first get a computer? Uh, it was, it would have been around 95, 96 because windows 95, which is why I associate the uh, error sound with a lot of this movie, uh, was the first computer we ever owned. And so, yeah, it would have been whenever that came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it would have been. I mean, once with Windows ninety five, so it must have been around nineteen ninety five, or or a little later, or maybe a little later. Yeah, they they, they might have waited until the price went down, possibly as well. And they're like, okay, what's the big deal here? Yeah, my family got a computer. I think it was a Christmas present, like to from my parents, but to everybody when I was six. Mm-hmm. So that would have been in ninety seven, I think. So- Probably a Windows 95 as well. Probably. That computer was a piece of shit. Um, but also, it's like, computers were so new. We, like, my they didn't know what was, you know, 
we had that for a while even after like we didn't use it anymore for like you know when it because it was kind of a piece of shit and we had like you know newer computers for all of our needs but man we held on to that one for a minute i remember Mm -hmm. still going on there i was like this is cool and you know goodbye wherever you are (laughs) how did the uh the electric waste bin somewhere (laughs) yeah and like for a long time we you know didn't have internet or at least like ready access to the internet because oh yeah no not at that time absolutely the computer was in the like sort of playroom slash game room um where you know my brother and i like had all of our toys and shit um and that room had no phone jack if we wanted to get online and by we i mean my mom to check to occasionally check her emails um had to run a super, super long cord from that room through the family room and into the kitchen and disconnect the phone. We were hooked up to, because like ours was in the den, which had the phone jack, but I don't think we even had access to internet until we got our DSL, um, (laughs) which was not until a few years later with the dial-up modem and all, and the same deal of like, you couldn't be on the phone when someone was using the computer. And, you know, all that vice versa. Yeah. Uh, For any uh, younger listeners <laughs> who are tuning into this You're episode, going, being like, about? what do you mean you existed without a computer for any portion of your life? It was the very beginning. Well, we were really little, though, so we didn't know any better. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, back to the back to the movie. So he gets zapped into the computer. Um, and gets thrown into a holding cell in the gladiator arena. Where we meet, well, te- technically we met Ram at the beginning. As but well. we learn his name. His name is Ram. His name is Ram. Uh, <laughs> Ram has been written to die. I hate to jump the plot, but we know from the get-go, okay, we know the characters that are going to live and we know the ones that won't. Oh, Ram. And, Poor Ram. Yeah, and Ram basically serves as the figure feeding exposition to Flynn and giving him kind of a basic lay of the digital landscape. Giving him the Ba Ram you, as it were. No. No, no, I said it. I stand by it. <laughs> no. Oh, it's there. I, I refuse. Nope, it's there. Uh, we also meet Tron. Oh, no, Flynn and some other program who we met earlier uh, basically play a game of Pong. <laughs> Pong to the death. Pong and, to the death. And... Uh, Flynn obviously wins because he has plot armor on. Um, and to which we do get one of the best line readings of this when he realizes, like, he thinks it's just a game. And when he's like, all right, I'm going to beat you. And then it's like, it gets down to it where he sees the fear on the other guy's look of like, oh, fuck, I'm going to die. Yeah. And he's like, oh, wait a minute. No, I don't want this. And then you've got Sark coming in and it's just like, basically, like, finish him. And like, nah. And it's, but it's so great because it's, it, I don't know how this line delivery came out because it's this very like, you know, the tension is building and it is like real. Like you see, it's like, oh, he's like actually going to die. And, you know, Flynn doesn't want that. It starts like finish him. And then it's just this like line delivery of like, no, it's so (laughs) over the top, but so perfect. I was like, yes, that's just like Jeff Bridges giving a take. of like, I'm just going to fucking go for it. Like, we love it. Let's use that one. Uh, doesn't matter. Guy gets killed anyway, and Sark is ready to down Flynn, but the MCP is like, no, I want him to lose in the games, not this way. 
Not this punk-ass way. <laughs> I don't want him to go out like a punk-ass bitch. <laughs> Not playing Pong. But it is around this time that we do meet Tron. And who's Tron? Uh, Tron, who's played by the same actor who plays Alan, oh. um, he, I guess, has gotten stolen by the MCP because he is also fighting in the Gladiator games. He's essentially Maximus from Gladiator. He cannot die. Um, except, well, I guess Maximus does die. But still, he is the he is that glad he's that champion gladiator though. But uh long story short, it winds up being Tron, Flynn, and Ram who get uh teamed up together in a light cycle race against some of the MCP's cronies. Um how does the giant hole get blasted in the arena wall? Uh well this all starts from another Star Wars reference where we get the blue leader, gold leader. So it's like <laughs> Wow, you're not even changing the colors. Like, like I, I didn't realize that um that X wings existed in this like, universe. I, I, I was just expecting like, yeah, I, I'm surprised they didn't bother to include like Red Five standing by or just like look at the size of that thing at that point. Um, but yeah, they're in there. So what happens is, I believe they send off one of the enemy light cycles into the wall, which blows a hole in the side. That's what. Happens. And then they escape through the hole. Which is something that you would think they would have thought of before. It's like, this has never happened, really? Because they got, and you can clear it, like, you have the voice, it's like, you know, like, please return. Stop it. No, this is wrong. Maybe. Like, I didn't feel like they were ready for that. True, but there's never been a human with godlike powers in the digital world before. But also, but he doesn't cause the hole it's like the crash of the light cycle i know it light cycles have crashed before has there never been a light cycle that has crashed into that wall flynn is also point? a really good video game player and so maybe no one they've only ever been like competing against like tax programs <laughs> <laughs> turbo tax can't beat us <laughs> That is true, I guess. Uh, um, I guess I, I guess him breaking the wall is like once again cue chord sound. I feel like the wall has probably broken before, and but no, no one has ever it. thought yeah. or had the skill to get out. You know what? It's like yeah, it's, it's like the Avatar thing. It's like no one has ever cl- like tamed the Tarak or whatever it is, and then. He's like, what if you just jumped in it from above? And it was like, really? No one ever thought of this at and all And then this Flynn time? is like, hold my light beer. Yeah, hold my light beer. <laughs> hold my Coors light beer. <laughs> they escape through the hole, and then they send out the tanks. Oh, these tanks. <laughs> the derpiest oh. little tank. At least on the outside. <laughs> what was the sound you made when, there, when the tank came out at one point? It was when it got knocked off of a cliff. Also, why does gravity exist in this world? <laughs> it just rolled out of the cold. So it's like, it just derps over the cliff. <laughs> well, it almost <laughs> rolls over the cliff and then it stops. But then another tank rolls up and it bumps it. And then it falls in the apparent gravity that exists in this universe. <laughs> the, the first of many questions of don't think too hard about it. It's going to hurt if yeah. you do. <laughs> Uh, they escape though. Uh, yeah, they, they make it out and then they find a place to rest and then they, they drink like a power source. But before we even get to there, they get there and they're like, Hey, we're like, okay, we made it to safety to which Tron has the line of like, he gets up. He's like, we made it this far. 
<laughs> it's just like, whoa. I almost feel it was more like, we made it this far. <laughs> but just the delivery is just like, this far. It's so like, we're still going to die. I'm like, yeah, okay, like, Tron, chill yeah. out, bro. It is the weirdest take. But then they do find the uh, yeah the pure uncut electrical power. The like Powerade is what I wrote it. <laughs> It's just Powerade. It's like Powerade and cocaine. They're just like, yes. And it's like, oh, this this pure stuff. It's so good. And it's the best stuff, man. You got to get it before it gets Which touched also, by anyone. Like, how can, why can Flynn drink it? Ah, well, that that was my question to which they all, which for me, they soon answer by just virtue of saying, well, computer Jesus can do whatever he wants. <laughs> I was like, sure, why That's not? Because I was sitting there like, wait, that's it. I don't understand this. She's yeah. like, "Oh, this is great." I'm like, "I yeah. don't think you're supposed to be drinking that. You're 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 a human." Uh, add it to the list of uh, don't think about it too hard. It's it's just like akin to him just like taking like a live like uh like power cord and just sticking it in his mouth. Like I don't I don't understand how yeah. that works. Though does if, he gets does he I get mean, like he, Christopher Walken in Batman Returns? He like, technically is like a a digital entity in that context so i i did get digitized i suppose i guess it would work the same way but then i i don't know i'm thinking too much into this i'm thinking about this more than the movie thought about this so because we soon do discover though that he is indeed computer jesus when the tanks finally stay on target stay on target and on target and they blow up uh flynn and ram's light cycles and tron escapes once again with a very dramatic no they Mm-mm. really love their nose in this. Yeah. Tron gets away. Um, Flynn carries Ram to safety in the sort of husk of one of those uh, uh, space paranoids. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it would be a space, space, space paranoid. Um, and, uh, and then we discover that he is indeed computer Jesus when he reforms it all. Yeah. He can bend the digital landscape to his will. But I believe Flynn can save the world. <laughs> he is the last he but is the last bender of computer graphics. But everything changed when the MCP attacked. <laughs> Are you saying that Avatar the Last Airbender just stole from Tron? What? Uh, no. What? <laughs> uh but now we get but we but we get to this point he reforms the space paranoid. But finally, uh, I'm sorry, you've run out of, you have insufficient memory, you have run out of Ram. R.I.P. Ram. Poor Ram, who we knew was written to die, finally expires. Cue Windows error sound. What happens next? Flynn pilots this and it's busted still sad. Up. I was gonna say Ram was meant to die, but it's still kind of sad. Like I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of like Ram. Yeah, and that is one of those moments where, like, I mean, Jeff Bridges is just a very good actor. Where mm-hmm. he, again, in this silly, silly film, takes this moment very seriously, and it works, it, but he, but he not really too seriously. It. Yeah, but he owns it in a moment where you're like, wow, like you gave that more gravitas than it had any right to have. And was like, good on you. And now back to the video game. <laughs> and now back to him piloting this paranoid, um, <laughs> uh, this busted up paranoid. <laughs> to which we, what, what, what? Can you explain this next part? This was like we were laughing our asses off. So they're they were trying to get to what was it like? It was a communication tower or something to yes, because Tron needs to communicate with Alan. 
um, for for instructions on on how to defeat the MCP. Um, Tron is making his way there, and once uh, once Flynn creates this ride for himself, uh, he tries to do the same, and it is not going well. Well, because he meets up with a what 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 is that? It's like the it was a little. It, it, it's like a bit. He he describes it. Yeah, as. he calls it a bit. And it was sort of a cast off from when the Clue program was destroyed in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And it can answer in yes or no answers. And this bit has more sass than um, any other, (laughs) more sass than even Flynn, which is impressive. Also, this bit is way funnier than it is any right to be. (laughs) Like, no, no. Yes. Like just every time he's like trying to like like turn it and it's like crashing. He's like no 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 no. Was that yes? And then yeah, he's just crashing down and it's like no 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 no. <laughs> um, it's great. The uh, the the space paranoid gets broken apart like piece by piece as he literally crash lands near this tower. Um. And uh, what happens next? Uh, a lot of these sequences oh, yeah. kind of run together. And, uh, Tron eventually uh, runs r- runs together with Yuri, who is just Laura, um, mm-hmm. because they forgot we have to include her in this movie too. Yeah, she's very much an afterthought. Uh, but they, uh, they 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 run towards the uh, the tower together, um, where they meet Dumont. Dumont and. Random thought, Dumont looks like a Barbie cake when we first meet him. He does look like a Barbie. I was going to say the Sphinx, but yeah, he um, is just the Barbie cake. So just to clarify for anyone listening, you know those cakes where it's just a Barbie doll, like an actual doll that's stuck in the middle and the cake part of the cake is like her dress. He looks like that, but he's, what do they call him? Like the guardian of the tower guardian, the... The Guardian. The Key Master. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and what does he do? He tells them, is he the one who tells them that, like, hey, you've got your, your, um, like, your code mm-hmm. disc, um, and Tron, if you, uh, throw your code disc into the heart of the MCP, um, it will destroy the MCP and make it something new. We should talk or about- Or it's the Death Star Trench Run. Is basically what it is. We should talk about this code disc for a second, too. These things that essentially, like... Are frisbees? They're just frisbees. They're just frisbees. They're just frisbees. Uh, and and he, gets, he engages in, like, life or death ultimate frisbee with people where he's just pelting guys with a frisbee. But it can also communicate with people while also just be a death frisbee. Uh, but you're right. It is the trunch run. Um, but, yes, he lets them in. He gets up to the tower where you can communicate with, uh, with Alan, where he's just down there essentially like floating his frisbee up going like alan 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 and alan's like you must do the death star trench run i cannot help you until you do and he's like okay and then they get on a ship yes and flynn somehow joins them he's impersonating oh, one yes. of the mcp's like hench people and gets Onto their like digital sail ship. 
How does this... Oh, also It travels along beams of light. If you get confused, the good guys are blue and the bad guys are red. Yes. And so he gets red for that, but then gets blue later. No, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not important, but... Uh, yes, but they get onto the ship to which they are then pursued... Uh, a la the blockade runner takes off with the Imperial Army right behind them following uh, you've got you've got Sark barking out orders there's a guy with Colin Farrell eyebrows at some point it was like who's that guy um they're they need to get off of their like current light beam but the junction is too far and then Flynn is just like hold my light beer I'm gonna make <laughs> I'm going to make a connection uh, to this other beam that we need to get on. And he just, he just does. He just does. Um, Cause he's computer Jesus. I, the movie is clearly not interested in explaining why he can do this, but I would be interested in seeing a movie, probably the same movie where the computer programs are, are less human, at least in the beginning um, that delves into why, and is it any user? It is probably any human user who gets transported into here. Or would it just be Flynn with his knowledge of programming? Well, I'm curious, because only because I haven't seen it. I know you haven't seen it in a minute, but like, do you remember if the sequel delves into that at all? I do not remember. Okay, because I wonder if maybe if years later they looked back and were like, hey, we can develop this a little bit deeper than we did before. Let's give this a little bit more weight, like what you're saying but then again, I don't know. Maybe the movie wasn't concerned with that either. Um, but that would be interesting. Um, yeah, I remember because I think they did a series the as well after the sequel, uh, like an animated series. So maybe oh. maybe they go into it there. Seems like it has kind of an animatrix sort of feel to it. Maybe. Um, Which is the kind of thing that this a movie like this kind of needs. It needs a little bit more. If you give it a little more depth and a little bit more fun in that, and you can really delve into that. As opposed to it being, like you said, just kind of like, on. Mm-hmm. it's pretty much is what it is. It doesn't really give you any deeper meaning. Uh, what happens next? Oh, yeah. The ship crashes? Yeah, they're trying to go and they essentially get cut off uh, at the pass mm-hmm. by, the, by, by the, evil, the evil people. And they destroy the ship and immediately it turns into, where's Tron? Tron is dead. To which I was like, well, this is the least convincing mislead of a hero death ever. Because not two minutes later, Tron is sneaking around. I'm like, so were we really supposed to believe that Tron was actually dead? It's like, yeah. even when they said it, I was like, no, he's not. That's, yeah. that, Tr- that's a load of shit. Tron is sneaking into uh, the MCP headquarters. Meanwhile, the rest of the team is being imprisoned and like everything is going to be whatever the phrase is, deleted, essentially, uh, turn... Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 have their power turned off. De-rezzed. Uh, de-rezzed. The... Um, but then, because uh, the digital messiah is here, <laughs> Flynn turns the power back on and is just like, hey, we gotta go help, you know, defeat the MCP. And they kill Sark... At well, some point? Well, because... Or does Tron kill Sark? Well, yeah, because Tron and Sark get into a, you know, like... Everybody... Basically, it's like, you are not a Jedi yet, Tron. And then they start fighting. And, yeah, Tron kills Sark. Sark gets made into, like, a bigger thing by the into, MCP. Into, like, Mecha Sark. Mecha Sark. Um, Mecha Sark versus giant octopus, essentially. And then 
oh, yeah, just then, watched this. Why am I blanking on no, what well, happens? There's a lot the that end. happens. But then, but, but then Flynn throws himself into the laser to be like, well, that'll distract them. And then Tron can ultimate frisbee his way into the trench run. Uh, but, you know, it's that thing of like, you know, or he's going to do it in Yuri's like, you know, like, well, if you like you could die. It's like, well, I have to help him. And then we get some user on program action. I why this are was, they kissing? Th- 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 this was nothing but Windows ninety five error sounds. Just like ding ding ding. Does ding, not ding, compute. Ding, ding. Does no, not no, compute. No, that doesn't work. I yeah. I. Uh, but he throws himself in. Uh, MCP gets distracted. Uh, yeah, and then Tron frisbees his frisbees his ass in there and destroys it. And be that star blows up. Um. Uh, and and peace return to peace the land of of, of, of the computer of the computer. Um. <laughs> uh, literally, this was the moment watching the movie where having the MCU knocked out like that literally stopped our Roku. <laughs> which I don't know what that means, but I was a little scared of like, uh oh. Um, it it came back on. We were able to finish it. Um, yes, uh, Tron and Yuri share a kiss because I guess. Kissing is a thing in computers as well. It seems like in this world, Flynn has introduced the concept of a kiss to oh, the yeah, digital that's true. landscape. Because Tron's like, whoa. Oh, I that was nice. Um, but he, yeah, he's very confused, but into it. <laughs> that's a good way to describe Confu- Tron. Confused, he's very confused, into he's it. into it. Um, and Flynn gets zapped back out into the real world. How is it just because the MCP is destroyed that it basically undoes everything that it had had control over? And so it releases his code back into the physical world? Sure. Why not? Sure. Also, I had, this, I, had, <laughs> I had this question earlier. Um, does that laser beam work in reverse like in theory if you were to like create a digital form could you configure this machine to like a 3d printer but you know sentient (laughs) yeah i mean if it's honey i shrunk the kids rolls like you can shrink the kids but then you can like unshrink them later if plot calls for it yeah you just uh, throw it in reverse (laughs) basically yeah (laughs) knock that baby in reverse and 3d print out some programs as humans this is gonna get really complicated uh but he also gets a paper copy basically saying like hey dillinger stole your idea asshole and you are the maker and he's like yeah here's the proof i do love that the proof is literally just like there's no file records that are referenced it's just a piece of paper flynn could have just typed that yeah it's just like Dillinger, bad guy, Flynn, good guy. Yay! And then he runs out, Dillinger goes up, MCU says the same thing, and he's just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, 80s businessman loses again. Cut to, it is later, it is daytime, and another helicopter, sadly not in neon this time, no. uh, shows up, and uh, guess what? Flynn is the new boss of NCOM uh, at the end. da 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 and Tron, that, and that's Tron. <laughs> that's Tron, baby. Oh man, um, this was a really fun one to recap. Yeah, wow, what, what a, what a piece of cinema. Oh boy, I, I, I did make this note too. Um, I would love to see this at Cinespia. 
That would be incredible. And or uh, there, there's there's a show out here in Los Angeles called A Drinking Game, where yes. they essentially just take a movie's script and everyone. It's essentially a stage reading. Everyone's in costume. They have like set pieces and props. It's all very silly. Mm-hmm. And they have a bunch of drinking rules for like things you have to do. So like we've gone and seen Jurassic Park a couple of times. It's incredible. It's They've done Princess Bride. Um, I I would be shocked if they hadn't if they haven't done Tron yet because man, this would be I know probably a production nightmare of trying to get all this stuff together, but like it would be so much fun. Yeah. But at least it's an SBF. I would have a blast seeing this with a group of people. Oh my god, incredible! Um, Better yet, go with a bunch of programmers or computer nerds <laughs> who are just there, like that's not this isn't just, how that works. Just watch them rip their hair out. That's not what Ram does. <laughs> It'd be so much fun. Shall we do a recap of what worked for us and what? didn't work for us i mean i think we kind of hit on it all i feel like we're of the same mind we're like yeah like it's not a deeply complex movie but it's also not trying to be it's i think the visual and uh production aspect in both visuals and sound of this is absolutely incredible um and i had so much fun with it the actors are all committed it's a very simple storyline it's confusing at times it gets a little long and sometimes um yeah it's not a it's not the greatest movie ever made, but damn it if I wasn't having a great time watching it and just laughing my ass off. Yeah. Uh, and also with, like, lot. good, like, genuine, genuinely good moments as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, credit to it for that. Yeah, a lot of the same. Um, I, I would be very interested in, and maybe this exists somewhere, of seeing, like, a a technical retrospective on this. Of, like, how, how did you achieve the visuals in this film because i'm wondering how much of it is you know practical like you know their their costumes that they're wearing are clearly mm-hmm. practical um how much of it is animation because there's very clear animated uh, you know animated sequences in this lots of rotoscoping um lots yeah. of lots of rotoscoping Jesus. um so much rotoscoping how oh. much of it was filmed on a blue screen a lot of it um i i would love a deep dive into just how they created the visual landscape of this computer realm because it is so cool. Um, And like how much of it was created digitally Um, because that's a huge feat. 1982, 1982. Um, That's kind of my biggest like positive takeaway. Um, And also like Jeff Bridges, carries this movie excellent he's so great in this um i i i'm sorry just one more thing on that yeah yeah. i feel jeff bridges and david warner really do carry this movie with their charisma and just their commitment to that and i find that like you've got bruce boxleitner and cindy morgan are your are are your tron and your yuri characters who are there doing game work as well they're into it um it's not their fault they're just their characters just are not written to be nearly as interesting no they're just kind of there to be along for the ride but fortunately you have bridges and warner who really do carry you throughout but that was sorry um what else was i gonna say i this isn't really a criticism because it's not the type of movie that tron is trying to be but what i was saying before about like just the characterization of the programs and I wish that there was more of a differentiation between these digital entities and the human 
entities. Um, I feel like the, well, our, our spirits exist in every program we've ever created. Um, I feel like that's kind of, I hesitate to say the word cheesy just because it is Tron that we just watched. <laughs> uh, and that kind of comes with the territory. It's but, a bit of a cheat. Um, yeah, it, it feels a little cheap. Um, uh, but again, like that's not what this movie exists for. It exists to be a giant video game before video games were as big as they are. Um, I will they say, existed in arcades. I will <sighs> say it's made me very excited to watch the sequel, which I've always been fascinated by, but I've never bothered to put it on. But now I'm actually like, I'd like to see what they do with that. Yeah, that's kind of it for me. There, Honestly, there wasn't a ton that didn't work. It, it could have, for a plot this light, it could have been a shorter movie. Yeah, which probably at that point they were like, we need to get this to at least an hour and a half to be considered a movie movie. Yeah. Shall we go into revised grades? We shall. I wanted to mention a couple more things about yes. this though, because I just looked this up. Um, so yes, this movie was released on a budget of, what do you think the budget was for this? In 1982. Oh God. Given all the stuff. This looks like an expensive movie. In 1982 money. 1982 money. 50 million. 50 million? Okay. Uh -huh. It was 17 million. Okay. Not quite that much, but still, for the time, for an experimental film that Disney was putting out, yeah, that's mm -hmm. still a lot of money. What is that in today's money? Well, let's find out. To the inflation calculator. Do, 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 do. Come here. If in 19... Stop it. Come here. Excuse me. I have a question. If in 1982, if I purchased an item for $17 million, what would that be now? So if you did this in today's calculations, that would cost roughly about $51 million today. So I was right in current day money. You were. Not that far off. Aha! Uh, so on a budget of $17 million, uh, its opening weekend was about $4 million. <laughs> Yeah, not not particularly great. Uh, it did end up grossing $33 million, though. Okay. In total. Um, and so I believe if I got this right... Respectable for something as experimental as this. $33 million domestically. Overall, $50 million. Uh, when you included worldwide stuff, which apparently it had another seventy million in merchandise sales at the time, I can believe that. So like it, it did well. Uh, this is a movie that screams merchandising opportunities. But apparently, even with all of that, it was still seen as a financial disappointment, and the studio did have to write off some of that budget. So, and I do remember that how people were like the the studios were a little at first like. Oh, well, that really wasn't the biggest success. Like, I think they really thought this was going to be... And we've talked about it a lot. All of the Star Wars references in this, and there are plenty. Uh, I really think this... And Disney tried this with the Black Hole, and then it seemed like they were trying it again with this, where, like, this was more successful than the Black Hole, by far. But I don't think it reached the levels that they thought they were going to get. They, I think they really thought this is going to be our Star Wars. And it was like, no, it's not. No. Uh, all that to say, one more little thing that I did find out. This movie was nominated for two Oscars. Can you guess what those two Oscars were? Production design. No. but Costuming. Yes. Nominated for costumes. And sound. Yes, actually. Costuming and sound. And it was not nominated for visual effects, which was a category at this time. 
You know why? Apparently, the Academy thought at the because, because computer-generated imagery and using CGI at this time was still so new and hadn't really been fully formed yet. Uh, but by using computers, the Academy apparently thought it was cheating to do that. So uh, it was disqualified from qualifying for that category. That's dumb. Yeah. Kind of, kind of funny when you think about it. That's really dumb. Weird. Considering you can imagine how those visual effects artists probably just like all had aneurysms when they found just that like, out. It's like, do you have any idea the hours and days and months that went into this? Hey, guess what? It might have been easier to make if we had done it practically. Probably. That uh, Tron done entirely practically. There's your next thing. <laughs> The film that no one asked for. But that we all need. There's a helicopter flying over. Hopefully. Maybe it's Dillinger in his super red rad helicopter. But now... Revised grades. Ha, 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 ha. Nicole, what are you feeling? You started at a uh, B-. minus. I did. I think I will up this slightly to a B. Hey. It's... It's a very fun movie. Again, stunning to look at. Um, yeah, I had a good time. And it is exactly the movie that I think it set out to be. And there is no shame in that. <laughs> Fantastic. I started at a B. I'm going up to an A-. <laughs> wow. I had such a blast <laughs> with this movie. I would be lying if I said I was not enjoying myself throughout. <laughs> is it a little long at times? Yes. Is the plot rather simple and things are kind of dumb a lot of the time yes absolutely uh but i will maintain visually and sound wise and music wise all stunning performances that based on the writing capability of those characters some better than others but overall fantastic work especially by jeff bridges and david warner um i found myself invested in the silliness that was going on i found myself laughing at some of it and then like genuinely moved by other parts and just overall like having a great fucking time which i think is what this movie is just trying to be is just a great fucking time and a total 80s techno vibe which i am all here for <laughs> so partially it's my own biases but like yeah, I mean, it, it's not gonna, it's not an A or an A plus because no, I'm not gonna like go that high with it. But like, I think it, it, it I was gonna up it to a B plus and it was there for a minute, but then about halfway through, I found myself just getting swept up in it. I was like, no, nah, you've got an A minus for me. You got, you got me for that. You can't go higher than that. But I, but I feel I can comfortably say it's, a, <laughs> it's an A minus for me. Good work, Tron. Well, there you have it, folks. Um, if you have access to Disney Plus, um. It's on there. It's a fun time. Go, go watch go, it. Go check it out, you know? Like get like, like get a drink or two, put it on. If you're feeling really out there, maybe get a little high and watch it. <laughs> that could be fun. Uh I think it's getting to be about that time where uh we plug our social media and where you can rate and review us. Um, if you want to follow the show on social media and keep up with us there, we're on Instagram and I guess technically still on Twitter. Uh, both platforms, we are at What a Movie Pod. Um, if you have enjoyed this episode, if you have enjoyed the show as a whole, um, please consider leaving a rating and or a review. Um, 
wherever you listen, if that is an option on the platform that you use. Uh, five stars and a kind review would be appreciated. And if you didn't like this episode, maybe just keep it to yourself. Um, and uh, uh, back to social media. If you'd like to follow me, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Nicole Knutson 16. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Actually, no, that's a lie. You can follow me on Instagram. Did you finally get rid of your Twitter? No, you still have your Twitter. I still have my Twitter, but, uh, you know, just find me on Instagram. It's fine. I'll I'll respond quicker there. Find me on Instagram at TheRealJFerrero. That's real with two E's, like a film reel. And Ferrero, like Ferrero Rocher. And I would tease what our next episode is going to be, except this was kind of a last-minute replacement for things, and we're we're not really sure where it's going to go. I think I like playing fast and loose with the lineup i i think that's fine i like going off of whatever our vibes are and what we're in the mood for um alrighty folks it is nighttime for us so good night or good day or good morning whenever you're listening to this i'm tron i'm james ferrero and i'm nicole knutson and what a a movie. movie no down to laser bay 2. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>